we've met over 30 different people in our community all because we were like, we're gonna learn how to sew together and we're gonna tell stories and we're gonna gather around once a week and, and just let people discover Grayson and discover us and just be open to more. Hey, that was Carol Combs and you're about to hear her story of awakening told live at our BYO breakfast event. I'm your host, Katie Bachmeyer. Carol is a force for good. She went on a journey over the past year to step out of her comfort zone by inviting people in to do a neighborhood quilting project at a local park. So you're going to hear all about this community quilt that she worked on with her kids and her friend Sandy and how she met a bunch of neighbors that way. And she's just really a great, incredible example of what it means to connect deeper into the community. So take it away, Carol. If somebody would have told me 10 years ago that I would be sitting here sharing the story of how our family went from I to we, I probably would have chuckled a little bit and been like, what are you talking about? Um, So 10 years ago, my son was born and he was born into a world that wasn't made for him. He has a plethora of diagnoses that we received at an early age. And with that came a big long list of can'ts and won'ts and nevers, and it was extremely disheartening. What I have discovered over the last year and a half, two years, is I thought at the beginning I had this we thing down, like, oh, this is us and we're doing it. And what I have learned is that it was more I that was doing it. We was just a collective term of, well, it's me and the kids and we got this. We said no to a lot of things because the older Grayson got, the more aware of, the more barriers we were facing, the more that we worked with our providers, the longer the list of can'ts and won'ts grew. And we kind of isolated ourselves. So it was very easy to say no to going out and doing things because there were those barriers. There was a lack of understanding. There were stares, um, but there were comments made, well, what's wrong with him? And so it was very easy for us just to close ourselves off and kind of give into this notion that society says his good life consists of providers and services and that's it. He doesn't have a long life expectancy. So we're just gonna kind of say, Here you go, here's these people who are gonna help you. And we isolated ourselves. Looking back and kind of reflecting, I gave into the notion that we were bound to this life of commiseration and sadness. So over the last year and a half, I was introduced to what happens if you say yes to more? What happens if it's not just Carol doing these things, it's you all doing these things, you all being me and the kids and whoever we asked to come and have a seat at our table. I did not realize the power of saying yes, and I didn't realize the power of connections or what we were missing until I started saying yes. So we said, we're gonna, we're gonna go along for this journey and we're gonna take a look and, and see what it's like. And you know, what's the worst that can happen? People will tell us no and that's okay. So I started thinking about 
What can we do to get out into the community? What are the barriers that we're facing? What's kept us from going forth and making those connections within our community? And as I made this list, I started seeing that there were ways to overcome it. All I had to do was ask, do you have something that you're willing to share with our family? We want to do a family project. I'm fortunate to have Sandy here today. I've known Sandy for nine years, and she's always been one that says, what can I do to help? Let me be a part of things. And I'd be like, no. I was afraid to let people into our world. It, I knew I was struggling with the diagnosis and how to come those overcome those barriers. And I would say no because it was just easier to say no. It was a way of protecting our family from people walking in and out of our lives. And it was a way to protect those from this, what I felt at the time was sadness of this diagnosis. Thankfully, Sandy was always there and she was always kind of, what can I do? Is there anything I can do? So we started thinking about our gifts and our abilities as a family. That was something that I had never really done before. And we recognized that Grayson has the gift of bringing people together and looking back over our journey, that's always been something he's been very good at. His older sister, she's extremely creative, very artsy. So we said yes, and we started discovering our gifts. And I asked Sandy, I said, we're thinking about doing a quilt project. So she said, well, I know how to sew. And we started collaborating together and saying, what does this quilt look like? How can we make this ours? How can we get our community involved? And so we started hosting these sew and play events each week. They grew some weeks, it was just us, which was okay because in that time we developed these relationships that are so deep. Um, and I, I learned about Sandy and some of our other friends. I learned things about them that I never knew before and it was because we had come together, it was because I invited them to our table and they said yes, that I started discovering that we have same Christmas Eve traditions, that we all have this special like sparkle for Christmas. I discovered that we had people showing up who had always kind of been in our life, but we never like invited them to come to things and they started showing up. We stepped out of our comfort zone. We invited people. People said yes. We have this beautiful quilt that documents kind of our summer of growing and learning about our community and connecting. And we still have some pieces left to add. This quilt means the world to me. It, I can tell you the stories that were shared the day each of these quilt panels were made. We all worked together on these quilt panels. We've met over 30 different people in our community, all because we were like, we're gonna learn how to sew together and we're gonna tell stories and we're gonna gather around once a week and, and just let people discover Grayson and discover us and just be open to more. So our latest event was a Christmas caroling event. We held it in our neighborhood, right outside on our front lawn, practically. It was definitely a big step for us. So I was looking at pictures, and the first picture for our family project, it was just the kids and I. And this year, we rounded out the year with a picture of the kids and I and about 20 other people from our neighborhood, from our community, from our past that we 
didn't even realize we're following our story. And they said, oh, they're doing a caroling event. Let's show up and support. We've allowed people into our circle, and we've discovered that those connections are so, so, so important. It's made a huge impact on our lives, um, and it's just made life better for us. It's a brighter life because we can now go out and we're not alone. And I realized that all along it was me doing these things, and I wasn't letting anybody else in. And the moment I started inviting people to our table and the moment they started saying yes, we shifted from I to we. We broke that association of we were bound to a life of commiseration because Grayson's different. And it all started with a single stitch. Thanks for listening. BYO Breakfast is a storytelling event held at Starfire in Cincinnati, Ohio. Starfire is a nonprofit building community through inclusion in brave and creative ways that shake up the status quo. These are real stories told live around the theme of awakening. And by the way, if you want to watch these stories live, you can join us by heading to our website, starfirecincy.org, and sign up for a free ticket. Or you can ask to join our Facebook group where we livecast these stories every month. Special thanks goes out to Contemporary Cabinetry East for sponsoring this event.